Many changes that we've all been through the last few weeks, understatement of the year. Uh, for me, the biggest change has been as I'm getting soft. Soft in the midsection. But soft in life, too. If my sister in college asked me for money, yeah, no problem, here's 50 bucks. I go golfing and I cheat. <laughs> take, <laughs> hit extra balls, take extra strokes. In class, we've been doing online class at, at the academy for the last few weeks and months, and if students say, Father, I didn't get it done, can I be excused? No problem, excuse. <laughs> I'm behind, no problem, excuse. I'm basically the Oprah of Catholic school teachers. You get an A, you get an A, you get an A. But even if my life and I am changing quite a bit and we've had a lot of, quite a a lot of changes in our world, the teaching in the gospel today has been the same for 2,000 years. And it's a beautiful teaching. I have to admit, after reading the gospel today, my first thought is how beautiful. Jesus says stuff like, I will ask the Father and he will give you the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the counselor the spirit of truth, how beautiful. He says stuff like the world doesn't know him, but you know him. He remains in you, and you in him, beautiful. Says on that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you, beautiful. And then my second thought is, what is he talking about? What does he mean? I think we can get some help if we recall the life of St. Augustine. You'll remember that St. Augustine had a very troubled early life. His mother was a devout Catholic, but he was extremely rebellious. He was brilliant, and so he was sent away to study and be trained in Latin and Greek classic literature, rhetoric, and philosophy. He learned it, but he hated it, and he continued to rebel. He struggled mightily with lustful passions. He even had a son out of wedlock whom he named Deodatus. Beautiful name. It means a gift from God. His mother pleaded and prayed for him to become a Christian, but it wasn't so simple for him. He struggled to find meaning and answers to some of life's biggest questions. And he ended up following all kinds of crazy ideologies and almost cult-like groups, hoping to find the answers. And it seemed like for a time they did have some answers for him. But after a while, he found those answers to be simplistic. And they left him every bit as dry and confused as he was before. Finally, after years had passed, after being introduced to the scriptures and the deep answers, that are provided to life's deep questions there. After finding a great teacher and saint and mentor in St. Ambrose of Milan, and after finally learning to seek help and aid and grace from God with his out-of-control passions, he finally became a Christian, he was baptized, and eventually a priest and a bishop. Augustine is a great example of an unceasing and uncompromising search for truth and meaning and life's biggest questions. And there's two beautiful quotes that really encompass what he found to be true and what he discovered. First, he said, speaking to God, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless 
until it rests in you. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in, in you. There's a God-shaped hole in the soul. And until I discover the promise that Jesus makes to his followers and disciples in the gospel today, namely, I dwell in you. I will dwell in you through faith. There can be no peace. There can be no rest. The second is more lengthy, so bear with me. He says, Late have I loved you, beauty so old and so new. Late have I loved you. Remember how long it took him to discover Jesus, discover faith. And you see, you were within, and I was in the external world and sought you there. And in my unlovely state, I plunged into those lovely created things which you had made. You were with me, and I was not with you. The lovely things kept me far from you, though if they did not have their existence in you, they had no existence at all. Augustine is brilliant, and so even when he's praying, he can't help but nerd out a little bit. But what he means there, you created these things, and I loved those created things, and I sought those created things, but I missed you. I missed you. You called and cried out loud and shattered my deafness. You were radiant and resplendent. You put to flight my blindness. You were fragrant. And I drew my breath, and now I pant after you. I tasted you. And I feel but hunger and thirst for you. You touched me. I am set on fire to attain the peace which is yours. The great truth which Augustine found, and which these quotes sum up so beautifully, is that only God himself satisfies. Created stuff, even if it's good, it's only temporary. I can't fill our souls. As Augustine says, I sought the loveliness of created things and created pleasures out in the world, but I missed you, you who created them. And as he ends in that second quote, now that I've experienced you, now that I've experienced you who dwell in the soul, that's all I want. Does he still exist in the world? Yes. Does he still crave after pizza? Yes. But at a deeper level, now that he's experienced God in the soul, that's what I thirst for. That's what I hunger for. That's what I pant after. I have to mention as well, this connects very closely to the Acts of the Apostles that we've been hearing about. Anyone who's ever read the Acts of the Apostles, my students are reading it now, and they ask all the time. There's a question that pops up. They say, wow, look at what's happening here. It's incredible. Look at the power to witness, to convert, to cast out demons, to heal people, to preach, to spread the gospel. Look at the thousands that are converted and baptized to Christ. Where did that go? Does that still exist? Where does that power come from? Is that a power that's gone? Was that only 2,000 years ago to heal and convert and to preach and to missionize? The answer, of course, is absolutely not. That power is not gone from the church. And it's not gone from the soul. That power has been discovered by Christians up and down the centuries in every place and time. Augustine discovered it. We can discover it. And it's simply the power of the truth of the gospel 
all those miracles, all that conversion, all that healing, all that preaching, all came through the power of the truth of the gospel. And this is what that is, summed up. Number one, God created humanity. Number two, humanity rebelled against God and chose creation over the creator, just like Augustine did for so long. Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, number three, redeemed humanity. And then last, this is where the power comes from. To those who accept that gospel, who accept that story, Jesus Christ offers to dwell in the soul, to be its peace, to be its life, to be its love, to be its sustenance. That's the gospel that we believe and accept. It's every bit as true as it was 2,000 years ago. And it offers the same consolation and the same power that it did to Augustine and that it did to the church 2,000 years ago.